0: Welcome, everyone, to the world of Debbie football here with the Debbie Workshop. I'm your host, Andrew Woodruff, joined by my legendary co-host, Chance Hopkins, as we work through the world of college football to help you find those future NFL stars. Join us today as we go back through some of the latest news in the offseason, plus talk about players that we think are going to rebound for Debbie purposes. Welcome to the Debbie Workshop, everyone. We are the college-focused portion of the crew over at Filmalytics. Just a reminder, guys, Filmalytics is exactly what it says. We are out here to provide for you a combination of film analysis with those analytical models. The way that fantasy football landscape is expanding, we really want to turn Filmalytics into your go-to for any fantasy football research analysis, whether it's Redraft, Dynasty, Devi over here with us at the college side, DFS and Best Ball. I know it's coming around. If you're interested in checking out more of that, come on over and check out patreon.com backslash filmalytics we have models for all positions along with other content articles i know we've got a lot of college football article articles about to be posted and get shared and of course if you need to kind of know a little bit about us we have a free discord i'm sure i can get it attached into the podcast feed below if you want to stop check it out come join us talk to a bunch of great guys but for now come listen to me and chance this week talk chance what's up today man
1: oh you know i just woke up from a quick
0: little power nap hey feels refreshed. what life what make life go around
1: exactly it's raining here now it has not felt like summer here in oregon except
0: for maybe one week out of the entire summer season so far that's okay a lot of people in mississippi would love to swap with you we averaged over 100 last week Jeez. on temperature
1: yeah no thanks <laughs> i'm fine i'll take my 80 to 90 degree weather when it gets there even though it really hasn't been there it's been in like the 60s, 70s all summer well, that must be
0: nice that's yeah, not Spe- bad i like speak- swimming though i like water that's true that's always nice i have two pools in my neighborhood all right speaking of oregon let's go ahead and let's talk about the big boy richard young i've heard he's got it near down to a couple of schools including oregon so we got oregon alabama georgia Um, I know you mentioned before the show what were the other schools that got in official visits
1: Uh, Notre Dame and Oklahoma
0: all powerhouse schools so it's sounding pretty interesting I know you said last episode he was posting a lot with Oregon got that green got the go ducks but you kind of change your thought process maybe where he's going to end up now Uh, you know
1: I've known from the beginning that Steve Wiltfong had originally, so Steve Wiltfong is the director of football recruiting over at 24-7 sports. Um, He had about a 98% interest in Alabama posted on 24-7. Now it's at a hundred percent for Alabama. Um, And I being the director of football recruiting at 24-7, you obviously have to be good at what you're doing. You have to have your sources, all-time picks for Steve Wiltfong. He has a ninety-one point four two percent accuracy.
0: Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a name to trust. Goodness yeah. gracious! So
1: he he has, as of right now, correctly guessed three thousand four hundred ninety-four out of three thousand eight hundred twenty-two picks. <laughs> um, so it's not it's not just he you know it, it's not just something to kind of brush under the rug. Um, I was starting to kind of lean towards Oregon just because of what I was hearing in the area. You know, you really liked the city. You have really liked the system really liked the direction that uh, the university was moving for football. But if Steve Wiltfong is saying hundred percent Alabama, I am starting to lean Alabama again.
0: Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Goodness. Well, wow. I guess we'll have to wait, guys. But you're going to have to welcome us, uh, come over to the funeral of chances, hopes, and dreams for Emmanuel Henderson just a little bit later. Not quite official yet, but we'll wait for that one.
1: Unfortunate. Uh, Unfortunate. But on the other news, you know, Malik Benson, number one JUCO prospect, announced today that he is uh, committed to Alabama in 2023.
0: That is a nice replacement after Jermaine Burton goes off this year. Sounds like they're going to bring in another experienced guy to kind of help take over. Uh, I saw he has some elite stats, it seemed like, over at JUCO. So we'll have to see how that translates. But is that any concern, you think, of where they stand with this freshman class from last – well, this in, incoming class and the sophomores from last year?
1: No, you know, I, I think the ball will probably be spread out a lot more than it was last year. Um, seemingly, you had Jamison Williams, and then you, the freshmen didn't really have a whole lot of impact until their number was really called when JMO was down. Uh, and that was really Jaquori Brooks. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know what I think Burton is, is going to have a very similar path to the NFL that Williams did. Come in, transfer for a year. You have an amazing season playing with a Heisman winner. Go off in the SEC, yeah, in the SEC, and then you're going to have you know you're going to have Benson come in, maybe be the number one unless Jaquori Brooks takes a huge leap forward this year. I can see that. Um, but yeah, I mean other than Ja'Cory Brooks and um, Burton this year, I'm not – you don't really expect a whole lot, or you can't really expect a whole lot from freshman wide receivers at Alabama just because, you know, they – you're going to be a good good wide receiver. That's Alabama's one of the best or one of the wide receiver universities. But Aaron Anderson had that knee surgery, mm-hmm. um, which it's is unfortunate. very concerning. Exactly. Very unfortunate. You got Shaz Preston, um, and then you have – Kobe Prentice, so those are the the three biggest wide receivers, the incoming freshmen for Alabama.
0: Don't forget Isaiah Bond. He Isaiah was Bond, yes. Back at yes. the All-American Bowl, so he was another name kind of watch. Um, seemed like he was a smaller, shiftier guy, so they might find a way, if he seems like the best dude, put him on punt return. Yeah.
1: Uh, Alabama's always had a crowded wide receiver room. So kind of like last year, like I was saying, JMO came in, really stole the show. I think Burton will do the same here, and we could see something similar for uh, Benson as well.
0: Well, I know I got personally my hopes up that Brooks is going to be the next guy up, but, yeah, Benson will be the, be able to have a shot. So that's interesting to see. Uh, unfortunately, I guess we'll have to go a little bit, Debbie Downer right here. I did see today uh, Kentucky running back Chris Rodriguez did officially plead guilty, D-D-Y, Uh Currently, I don't know anything about the penalties, but it's it's just unfortunate because the dude has some talent on the field. Everybody got excited for him. But at this point, you're a fifth-year guy. You're dealing with the DUI, careless driving charges back here in the spring of this year. Like this is your fifth, almost your fifth year in college, and you're making these choices. Like, I don't know. I just I don't see the appeal for him in Debbie purposes. And NFL, it looks like your draft stock's gonna be lower down if you have too many red flags.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I mean, maybe if everyone's on the same boat where you get them for free, great, stash him. But even at that point, there's probably better stashes in the free rounds of Debbie drafts.
0: I can think of a lot of 2025 running backs that are the stash at this point. Right. So thinking of guys, I know we kind of mentioned the same free. Let's go ahead and jump over to our second topic. We're gonna to talk about some of these Devi guys that we think could actually rebound, but they're actually possibly worth holding on to if you've already got them on a Debbie draft. You've been disappointed before. They dipped down last year for different reasons we'll talk about. But let's talk about some of these guys we think could come back and maybe be relevant for 2022. So what you want to start with, quarterbacks, running backs, or receivers? I'll start with quarterbacks. Best position in the world, baby. Of course. I understand that. All right. So first up, Phil Jerkovic, quarterback, over at Boston College. Thoughts on what uh, happened last year? I know he had the five games he started, he got hurt in that sixth game, yeah. and man, just had the hand injury.
1: Up. Had no, the man. hand injury, wasn't able to return last year. Um, you know, I've never been super into uh, Djurkovic, but he hasn't been somebody that I would completely fade. Uh, he's a fifth year guy, but again, we've kind of talked about the age differences for quarterbacks when they go into the NFL uh, or for actually every position, I should say. Um, God, it's just a hand injury. I would probably, I'm still probably going to fade him. Honestly, I am not 100% convinced that he's what a lot of people think he'll be. Haven't seen it really on the field. I mean, we saw, you know, we saw a decent amount last year. We saw a big arm, um, you know, wasn't the most accurate in the world, but kind of like Josh Allen was. And this isn't a Josh Allen comparison, so nobody come for my neck on that. But, you know, you don't have to be super, super accurate to be successful in the NFL
0: mm-hmm. uh, or
1: even you don't have to be accurate in college to, you know, make it to the NFL. Um, so he's just not somebody that I'm really keen on uh, at this point. And hopefully he'll prove me wrong, but I'm I'm out on Jurkovic right now. That's
0: understandable. We saw last year he did jump up a lot in the rushing, so only six games. He had 50 attempts, 322 yards, which is, I mean, that's more than what he had the rest of his previous three careers, two at Notre Dame in the first year at Boston College. So, like, he was starting to take that right step, and then the injury just ended up costing the rest of the season. I think a lot of it's going to depend on how humans, a flowers mix, and just that offense in general the good thing is he does have the ACC defenses to work against but he is one of those guys I think you try and sell high on because when it comes to this 2023 uh, quarterback class after those top two it is a wide open field on who's going to be the next guy up Jerkovic has the size 6'5 226 but I do agree I think there's limitations to what we're going to see ultimately where he gets was
1: it his throwing hand or his off hand that he injured
0: oh goodness i'd have to go back that, and check
1: yeah cuz that i i don't know let me pull up something cuz I, I don't think i quite knew if it was
0: a, if it's a throwing uh, hand that it's would his be his right wrist i know that part
1: oh okay then yeah i'm pretty sure that's a throwing i, I don't think he's left handed yeah he's right handed um yeah that makes a pretty big concern being your throwing hand personally um, as a quarterback. Uh, obviously we've seen quarterbacks injured the throwing hand before and nothing has come out of it, but that's typically at the NFL level when they already have that NFL experience. So yeah, I'm out for the season with the right in, right hand injury, his throwing hand. I'm, you know, could he rebound? Absolutely. Does it mean I think he's worth rostering? I, I've seen his price. I still think people are pretty high on him. Um, I've seen some people really high it depends on you know who you're drafting with or if you're looking to trade for him depends how the person you're trading with views him. so I guess he's kind of a toss-up for me more so than a fade
0: yeah I will say if anybody actually takes the time not just look at the overall stats but go in and at least look at the games it does not look good I mean 303 of his yards came from the first game which was against Colgate Another 300 VSC yards came against Georgia Tech, which I don't think anybody's going to be impressed with Georgia Tech. And then the rest of his 900 yards. So another 300 games came in one, two, three, four different games. Yeah. Which one of them, we know he got hurt and left early. But I don't know, it's just – it's worrisome because he sat two years, came in as a third-year guy, battled through a separated shoulder and knee injury back in 2020. And then this year he's out most of the season with a wrist injury. I agree. I think he's one of those guys you do try and kind of flip Or, again, let him go off that first game. I would say Boston College normally does not have a hard setup in their first schedule. This year they are playing Rutgers, so we'll kind of see how that looks. But if he shows off well there, that's someone you might try and go ahead and flip real quick.
1: Right. Uh, The next guy on our list, uh, I want to hear your thoughts first on this, but Spencer Rattler.
0: Still a believer. Yep. Goodness. Okay. We're on the same I'm, page. I'm trying over here. I mean, he's 6'1, 200. He's Last got the year. Talent. The talent. The has got all was the there. talent in the
1: world. He's got all the talent in the world. It's mental.
0: It's an attitude. All, thing, all which mental. Is
1: a hell of a lot easier to correct than, you know, lacking any type of physical or special traits when it comes to actual football.
0: I mean, it just a lot of it came down to Lincoln Riley got, I think, got consistent with where they wanted to be and just expected big plays that keep happening. And it wasn't, I mean, we saw Rattler. He went in 2020, 67.5% accuracy. He was almost 75% for the games he actually threw in in 2021. Like he had a big jump there. His average depth of target went down, unfortunately a little bit, but I mean, he was doing most of the right things. It's just a couple boneheaded plays he got in his head. So I, I really hope South Carolina has fix that I mean they've got a good setup in place for him to succeed like it's, you not, know, it's just it's mental it,
1: yeah it's, it's an attitude thing I mean there, there are videos from him during high school ball where he just was not a good teammate and what yeah, he needed was a those. reality check yeah and what he needed was a reality check and I think last year what happened being being benched for Caleb Williams was definitely a reality check for him you know even though Caleb Williams and uh Lincoln Riley were gone I think it's best for him to get out of that environment that he put himself in get him into a new fresh you know give him a new start over essentially uh for you know what we hope is this final year since 2020 didn't count for eligibility but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in on Spencer Rattler. I think he's going to have a bounce back season I think he's going to turn a lot of heads again I think people who fade him because of how last year turned out are going to regret it
0: yeah I mean 2022 like the depth chart over at South Carolina You've got Jaheen Bell, who is a short tight end, but a lot of people are hyping him up. You've got Austin Stockner. You've got Marshawn Lloyd, hopefully in the backfield. We'll talk about him in just a second. And then besides Corey Rucker, I mean, you've got some other kind of established veteran receivers. On a team that did pretty well last year, that was rotating four quarterbacks. Rattler is much better than any of those options, as long as he is mentally in the right mindset. I think right. he's going to show out pretty well against SEC and jump himself back up into that round one, maybe day two project scenario. So yeah, he's a hold, if if you need to flip high, but hold for now because his value is is low. Now the next one, I'm I'm not quite so confident in this one. We saw uh, Keaton Slovis. Like I knew I was. I was like, yeah, he's free. I like it. This is a great guy to talk about. And then Jordan Addison transferred. Yep. And I was like, crap. I was banking on the whole Jordan Addison make two quarterbacks into first-round stars. So, I don't know. Keaton Slovis, Pittsburgh, we know he transferred out for Jackson Dart, who then transferred out because of Caleb Williams. And it's like, I don't know. That's going to be a big, big task for him, over, even in the ACC defenses, to make Kanata Montfield work. Gavin Bartholomew. I mean, even Izzy in the backfield using him some. I'm not sure we're going to see the same same goals accomplished.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, he, Cadone Slovis was like the biggest fall from grace. I mean, his, his freshman year, he put up 3,500 yards on 72% completion accuracy, 30 touchdowns, and nine interceptions.
0: I think there's I mean, a guy we're going to talk about in a second that said, hold my beer. I'll do you yeah, one better.
1: Right, yeah. But, I mean, that was just
0: – that was the
1: ultimate, after two seasons of just – obviously, 2020 is going to be a whole lot different because it was a COVID season, so you're not going to see nearly as high as stats. And it wasn't bad, 2020, for him. I mean, it was definitely there, – there was a noticeable difference, and I'm pretty sure there was that shoulder injury that really kind of changed the uh, – or am I thinking of Jackson Dart? I might be thinking of Jackson Dart with the shoulder. It made
0: a actually. bigger impact than people made it out to be.
1: Yeah, um, it, it was but, a factor. You know, I I think, God, Slovis free. I I'll take a stab on Slovis, but it does suck that Addison's no longer in Pitt. So,
0: yeah. Now I will ask, just out of curiosity, roast. I don't think you've looked it up yet. Uh, do you know how many yards he's had best time any season? So he's had three years. What was the most yards he's had rushing in any of those three seasons?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> Check a guess. Oh, I'm going to say Oh, – <laughs> I'm putting you
0: on the spot here, but it's, it's I, funny.
1: I'm going to ta- take a guess because I know it's 2021.
0: I'm okay. going to say it was
1: 2021.
0: Okay. How many yards do you think he had? 2021 is correct. How many yards do you think he got?
1: Oh, I, I, I know he wasn't positive.
0: He he was not positive. I know he was,
1: like, negative 40 or something like that. (laughs)
0: Negative 36. You were almost right on the dot right there. That's his best. Yep. Now, the other two seasons he had negative 57 yards. Like, there is a study that shows you do not want to be a zero or a negative in the rushing department.
1: Now, the unfortunate thing about college football, though, that we have to take into consideration is – Sacks are taken into consideration, like you said. You know, sacks are negative yards, you get sacked that goes against you, which is just this I think is the stupidest thing ever. You know, I mean, NFL doesn't do it, ESPN doesn't do it. Why do you do that? I think you should, I think it ultimately should depend on how the sack took place. Like, if it's just a completely offensive breakdown from the line, then yeah, okay, like. That shouldn't count against him. They now, it seven was,
0: guys so didn't see it. Yeah. Exactly. You're holding like, the ball for five seconds. If he holds the ball
1: for too long, runs around, looks like a chicken with his head cut off, then, yeah, give him the negative yardage on the run if he's not doing it properly. But I feel like it's just kind of a uh, – that might take a little too much work. So they're like, ah, eh, screw it. We'll just count every single yardage or every single sack against him.
0: Yep, which is unfortunate. But that will be something that also we need to see. Now, I will say USC – that is a, a concern they're actually having this year again is the offensive line sucked last year. It just sucked this year apparently is not yeah. too great either. We'll see if uh, Williams can make that any better, but I'm hoping well, Williams has a good system.
1: Williams definitely won't have negative yardage after how we saw him run last year. We saw
0: some pretty impressive runs from him. So yeah, I don't, I don't I think, think he's going to have the okay. yardage.
1: Yeah. I, I think he'll be fine.
0: But I will say a good thing is again, ACC that is a weaker defense. Uh,
1: yeah, that is true. I don't know
0: if you saw my Wicks thread, but yeah, like only one ACC secondary guy got picked in the first three rounds last year. Yeah. For a Debbie guy that I trust projecting out for 2023 right now, he says there may be four in the first two days. So, Jeez. I mean, there's a chance he could actually get some more open throws to work with and kind of show off. Closer to a freshman version, we'll see. Now, wow. not hopeful.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not hopeful either. Um, but honestly, that that's enough of Kaden Slovis because we can go on all day about him. Let's go on to the next name.
0: Who I, I can't keep going about him. I, I, I get just, tired of him.
1: <laughs> I just I I can't with this guy. I, I just <laughs> it, it's Bo Nix. I God, I I just I've never. He's had his moments, but he has been a very – he's very polarizing to me.
0: He is basically what Sam Darnold is in the NFL for me.
1: Yeah, I think there's that's a good really good moments, comparison.
0: And there's the a good, lot of bad dumb the, moments. The good,
1: the good moments are great. The good moments make you sit there and go, oh, my God, this guy's good at football. The bad moments make you go, how does this dude play on a college football team?
0: Well, the spring game was all good moments. We saw that for yeah, the Nicks. But it, it looks like he me. is leading the charge for Oregon. He's got talent.
1: He's got talent. It's just inconsistency for me. Um, and it's also the fact that I don't know if he could beat out Thompson. I don't know uh, if he can ultimately I hold it. I, I don't think he, I, I hope not either for the sake. And it will go into, you know, a player for uh, our next episode. But I, I think for the sake of the receiving game, you know, I don't want Bo Nix to start. I want him to lose the job. Uh, but it's his job. It sounds, you know, from everything I've been hearing, it sounds like it's his job to lose.
0: It's definitely his job to lose. Like the dude has came in and just been lights out, focused, knowing the plays, what's going on, taking advantage of Troy Frank, uh, Troy Franklin. Good Franklin, beef. yeah. <laughs> Dante Thornton. I mean, you got Seven McGee over in the uh, slot. I saw him get a lot of targets. The spring game looked pretty good. You'll have Cardwell dollars Whittington Jordan James in the backfield a couple of tight ends I don't know which one's going to stand out the most but I mean he's taken advantage of it I've been surprised yeah, yeah. we've seen definitely. it before we're working he can make something
1: he can definitely be a rebound guy he, he can have that senior year that he needs to actually put his you know punches ticket to the NFL whether he's a whether he, I mean, he blows up and is a, you know, a dark horse Heisman candidate that gets first, second round draft capital, or if he, you know, ends up being, you know, third, fourth round, but still will end up getting a shot later down the road. I could definitely see, I think all that's in the cards for him.
0: Do Um, you think he's better than last year's starter, Anthony Brown? Yes. Anthony Brown was able to get almost 3,000 yards on the dot, almost. Now he had 19 touchdowns, seven interceptions, but. I mean, if you think he's better than that, like, yeah, yeah. this dude could definitely be pushing.
1: I think Bo Nix is definitely better than Anthony Brown, hundred percent. I, I don't think Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown caused a lot of frustration with uh, with fans um in the area. That's for sure. Um, nice I had to, I had to hear it day in and day out with coworkers and everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he's one hundred percent better than Anthony Brown. I don't think there's any question about it. I don't. If anyone thinks Anthony Brown is better than Bo Nix, and you should go watch both of them play football the last year. I mean, even just last year, Bonix, you know, yeah. he got injured. He had the injury. Um, before the injury, he wasn't doing horribly. He was 61% completion percentage, 2,300 yards, averaged, you know, just over seven yards an attempt, which isn't great. Uh, it's better than his previous two seasons. And he had an 11-to-3 touchdown interception ratio. I mean, it, it was definitely his best year by far uh, before his injury.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, we've seen him put it together before. I mean, he's in a good situation. We, Like I said, in the spring game, we saw him pushing it downfield, which I think is something that Oregon was lacking last year with Brown. So it'd be nice to see if he can step up. He's also not that bad when it comes to rushing. Like, No. We've, we've seen all. him be a little bit there. So, I mean, with the way that Oregon runs things, like he's going to have a couple games where he pops off a couple big plays on the ground too.
1: I can tell you, he didn't have negative yardage in any of his three seasons. Not a single one. He He had 300 yards in his first two seasons, and the last year he had 168.
0: Yep. So he he
1: definitely – he's got some – he's got a floor there. He's got a floor. Uh, I don't know how high his ceiling is in the rushing game, but definitely something that he's going to be able to utilize his legs. Now, I I think what should kind of capitalize – not capitalize, but what should really emulate Bo Nix is that in the Alabama game last year with Auburn. Or Auburn against Alabama. Alabama pushed it to overtime on that last drive. Mm-hmm. Had Bo Nix been playing that game, I think that there is a much, much, much higher possibility that that game would have not went to overtime. I think Auburn would have actually beaten Alabama during regulation with Bo Nix behind center.
0: Yeah, I was a healthy pun.
1: Healthy that is. it is. Not with an injured Nix.
0: Healthy, good Bo Nix. This yeah. Has to you- be.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he's a, he's a good, like you said, he's Sam Darnold, his highs. I mean, even Sam Darnold now, we watched plays last year. He had, what, four or five games last year where everyone was like, oh, this dude just needed a change of scenery. He needed to be somewhere dude else. Was, dude was
0: almost a QB1 averaging in yeah. his first four games or so. I was just yeah. like, was this is insane. what I was saying. If you put him in the right environment, he's okay. Like, he could be something. Any one little thing go wrong, like CMC got hurt. Yep. That's and, out the window.
1: And Sam Darnold started seeing ghosts again.
0: Yep. That's, oh, yeah,
1: that's I, I, true. God. I, yeah. Like I said, he's polarizing. So I have mixed feelings for him. You know, I want Ty Thompson to win the starting job, but at the same time, I don't think it's a bad thing if Bo Nix wins the starting job. But I do think it might. I, I think it'd be worse for the receivers if Bo Nix wins the job. I don't
0: know. I don't think. I don't think they would agree with you after that spring game. But
1: probably not. But that, that is a spring. It'll be game interesting to watch. Early, too early to tell. Um, next name up. I know this is the guy you were. Mentioning this when is, I said fall from grace. Hold my beer. This is DJU.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: DJU, man. What a character. What a guy. Um,
0: you know, I, I think. savior to come in after Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I think Clemson
1: just sucked last year. I don't even think it was. It they wasn't did. even just him. It was just the entire. The offensive line was terrible. They couldn't get anything going. The only bright spot on offense they had was Will Shipley.
0: They had injuries. Yeah. Everywhere.
1: Yeah, I, I think you know. I think it was, this could it was insane.
0: Be, this
1: would be the one that I don't think is a rebound candidate because I don't think he will have this job come fall. I Are think you sure though? I, I you, think look is, up Clemson's
0: schedule real I, quick. It is not as hard as you think it out to be. Like a I, lot I don't of people keep looking at it,
1: so I don't think it's hard. I just think Klubnik is a much better quarterback, and I think which is you know You've I mean seen I think Dabba go
0: with the older guy.
1: I, I know. And he, he's, he, I'm pretty sure Dabo even said that there is no competition. It's DJU's job, blah, 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 blah. Shut <laughs> up, Dabo. Shut up. There should always be a competition when it comes to quarterbacks, unless your quarterback happens to be Caleb Williams or Bryce Young, you know, mm-hmm. or one of the, or Quinn Ewer, not Quinn Ewers. Jesus Christ Chance. Um, Why am I, CJ Stroud, there we go. You know, unless your quarterback is a Heisman winner or a <laughs> candidate to be the Heisman winner, there should be a competition with any high, you know, four, five star rookie or freshman that I mean, comes in.
0: You got it right. He was a Heisman candidate last year, preseason. Preseason, season uh, yeah. 6'4. He sounded like he's got his weight back and check 240. Like he's not gone super far off. But you had several injuries to the receivers. Like you said, offensive line sucked. If you're overweight, kind of gotten cocky. Yeah, that's that's a mix a bag of a lot of things going wrong. This year, it, just, it seems like you've got a lot of weapons. I mean, we can sit here. I think you can name most of the Clemson receivers like I can. And it's it's a lot better than last year's group. It's it, not it just is. Bo Collins.
1: No, yeah, it, it's definitely better. But, I mean, playing against ACC de- defenses, we just talked about it. You know, that's not a ACC hard, are hard nice.
0: defense ACC defenses are nice. Pac-12 defenses are nice. Yeah. This is why these guys have rebound opportunities. Spence Rattler is just mental. So SEC defenses, it's good. He needs to show it mentally. He can handle that.
1: Yeah. I just – God, dude, it, it's just being burnt as hard as we were last year. I mean, nine touchdowns to ten interceptions. B2 in college. completion
0: percentage. It's, in yeah.
1: college, dude. I mean, geez, I understand your team just wasn't that good last year. But, oh, my, dude, I just <laughs>
0: – Yeah.
1: I mean, he came in for – trevor lawrence in 2020 and he you know 66 percent completion percentage seven almost eight yards an
0: attempt but he, had healthy, he, he had, had healthy healthy receivers he had healthy receivers at that His offensive
1: line wasn't complete dog water
0: right I anyway just, did you check out you that say? schedule like i was saying yeah okay so we have to we have to stop and just glance at it for a second georgia tech what are we thinking
1: Okay, there is somebody on Georgia Tech's offense that I, I really, really like.
0: But um, as as a team. As a team. Are we probably going to win it? Clemson? Yeah. yeah. Probably, yeah. The next week, Furman. I don't even know where Furman is. That's that's a win. We know this is an easy win. Louisiana Tech, win. they just lost. Napier, who went to Florida, probably going to be a win. Wake Forest, shootout. Could be an
1: L. It's a shootout. Yeah.
0: Could be an L. So it could be an L. North Carolina State.
1: Could be an I, L. I,
0: I think that's a toss-up. Devin Leary's yeah, pretty legit. Exactly. Boston College, we just talked about that with Jerkovic. Like, if if Jerkovic is back, real.
1: Yeah, if he's not real, Clemson takes that win easily. If he is right. real, if he is a real deal and I was wrong, Boston College takes that W. All
0: right. That's six weeks into the season right there. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a good chance he makes it through most of the season because after that, I mean, Florida State – Florida State hasn't been anything since Winston. Yeah. Syrac- Syracuse is the Sean Tucker show,
1: yep. which
0: I'm interested in seeing what his tweet says after that game. <laughs> uh, you got Notre Dame. Okay, that that'll be a tough one, probably.
1: Notre Dame will win that one.
0: Probably. Louisville. Yep. Louisville. That'll be interesting to see. Hmm. Miami. Yeah. Miami wins. Probably going to be a win a win for Miami. Tyler nice. Reddick
1: solos that entire defense. South
0: Carolina, we'll see what what the heck even South Carolina look, yeah. looks like at that point. So I mean, yeah, the dude could end up being ten and three on this team, something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he could definitely turn it around. I'm I'm not saying that there's no chance he could turn it around. I'm just saying if I had to bet against, you know,
0: I a like DJU
1: turning around or B the freshman takes over, I would rather bet on the freshman taking over.
0: That's fair. But I feel there, like we'll end up discussing of, this more later
1: like we we talked about the downsides of the entire Clemson offense and how terrible it was but realistically you know there was a lot that DJU was to be faulted for he he was not he only was he inconsistent but I mean gosh if you watch his film his footwork was awful last year footwork yep. is so so key to a quarterback success and it was just it wasn't pretty and it just didn't look good you know he he was afraid he didn't take a whole lot of shots downfield. And then when he did, he forced a lot. He, he just, it, it seemed like it was, I mean, that could just be a mental thing too, quite honestly. But, you it's know, like he, he, yeah, he hesitated a lot. I mean, there are a few plays. I'm watching one right now. Defense broke down. Oh, really not defense broke down. Offense broke down. He held the ball for too long. Luckily, he, there was blown coverage wide against Wake Forest. So he was able to hit his receiver <laughs> wide down the right side. But I mean, geez. I mean, he had a good job. He had did a good job. I'm literally just watching it right now. Uh, escaped, evaded two tackles. Pressure came in from the linebacker. He got it out in time, but there was blown coverage downfield. It was an underthrown ball, jump ball. Luckily, his receiver hold, held on.
0: Are we talking about Stetson Bennett or DJU? Got both. Oh, goodness. But, yeah, no. Nah, but there's there's several things here. Like, when we talk about rebounds, we talk about their value going back up. With the first three games being Georgia Tech, Furman, Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Anybody who got DJU last year in the first, including myself, unfortunately, like we're not selling him for anything right now. Like he's not worth anything. Oh, yeah,
1: he's not worth nothing.
0: But those three first games, we're probably going to see Bo Collins go off. EJ Williams is healthy this year. Yep. Joseph Nagata is an older dude who should go off. Dakari Collins, Antonio Williams, They won't be Adam Randall at that point. He'll still be recovering. But, yeah, I mean, heck, even the tight end brining stool brining stool like the the window is going to open back up if you want to move him so be paying attention yeah so i I think that kind of sums it up for the quarterbacks really well let's jump to a new position let's go over to the running backs real quick let's (sighs) let's start with your boy Go ahead and let's get it out of the way. Oh,
1: we're starting with Kamar. We, okay. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm going to let you start rebounded. with somebody you like
1: here. 100% rebounded. 100%. That is, you know, he suffered that knee injury. I believe it was meniscus. I think we've talked about it before. Did not see playing time where the damn at Alabama transfers to SMU um, has a little bit of competition in the backfield. Nothing that I don't think, you know, top three running back of last year's class can overcome i i definitely think he's a rebound he's not worth anything right now i can tell you that and i drafted him everywhere last year so i'm i'm holding on <laughs> and even when his value is high i'm not selling because i i think he he's really really special
0: well say so there was people who actually ranked kamar wheaton over henderson Travion yeah, henderson
1: yeah so, i mean there, there there's something
0: said. there I don't know how he is between the tackles. We did say he's kind of on the smaller side, 5'11", 190. As of last year, I'm still waiting for SMU to list him on their roster so I can see what he's at this year. But, I mean, it is is a wide open backfield. So the opportunities there, do you realistically at this point see a non-Power 5 guy like him becoming or something for Debbie purposes now since he's moved?
1: um c2c he absolutely has all you know he, he's absolutely CFF,
0: valuable c2c i can definitely yep. agree with that
1: 100 percent. um debbie oh god it because <sighs> this
0: this does say debbie debbie rebounds but i guess we yeah. could say c2c a lot of those yeah. quarterbacks i believe are c2c for sure rebounds yeah
1: C2C is just a whole nother ballgame, right? You, yeah. you want those you guys. You like that college gonna, production. You like the college production, but you want those guys who are not only going to produce in college, but produce at the next level so you continue to have them on your roster actually being useful. Do oh, I nice. see a guy from SMU? I, I don't think he'll have a whole lot of high draft capital um, if he ends up being day two. some you know, If he ends up just – let's just say he the next two years he absolutely explodes. He gets day two capital, I think, because of where he's from alone. We'll put him round three. Um, But I, yeah, for Debbie purposes, I definitely think that there are reasons to keep him stashed. I I don't,
0: I don't, I I don't expect,
1: I do not expect a Travion Henderson or Will Shipley type of uh, situation where you play for a power five school, you produce really well, you get, you know, potential day one draft capital, definitely day two draft capital. Um, But I think that there is the outside chance that he does get day two draft capital. If he ends up being what I think he can be, of course, you know, if he just ends up shitting the bed or if he ends up, you know, just not producing worth a Jack, then (laughs) obviously he's not, he's going to, we know at that point. Yeah. We know at that point, it's definitely a huge toss up, but yeah, I I think, yeah.
0: Okay. I feel that. All right. Now I assume you were looking at that first name, weren't you? I I was looking at that first name. See that's the thing, Eric Gray disappointed so many people last year at Oklahoma. He was supposed to be this amazing talent; it didn't happen. Kennedy I Brooks. was, a,
1: it was a Lincoln okay. Riley dude. It, it was just that that offense is not made for running backs. Nope. I just, yeah, I just didn't like it. Um, but now we're we got him transferred.
0: We do have him transferred. He's now in a Jeff Levy system, which. Do you know where Jeff Libby was last time, last year? I do not. Ole Miss.
1: Ole Miss. There we go. Okay. We, had yeah. a couple,
0: we had a couple guys we liked at Ole Miss. Jerry on Snoop
1: Connor, baby.
0: Snoop Connor.
1: Best running back that the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, have on the roster. Henry
0: Parrish was, I believe, their RB3. So guess what? Jerry on is gone. now Eric Gray. Snoop Connor, Connor. Gone. It's at least Barnes. Barnes is probably better. I would 1000% bet that Barnes is better. Snoop
1: connor? oh yeah take it back Barnes, no dude i, I, I agree but snoop connor you when your name is snoop dude you are <laughs> untouchable
0: it's wrong snoop <laughs> <I
1: know. laughs> um no yeah I, I eric gray for rebound purposes uh i hate that he's going to be a fourth year guy i hate that he's only i think he's listed at five nine he's 5'10. two
0: nine okay, a okay list, so that's according to their website so like he has some size even if he comes in at 5'9", I think he's going to at least be over 205. And the whole purpose that people got down on Jerry on Ely was not how versatile of a weapon he was. It was just his weight. Eric Gray dude, doesn't have that concern, even if well, he's a fourth you, guy.
1: Dude, I'm still recovering from my map. You threw me off so hard there. Because <laughs> I know Eric Gray transferred to Tennessee.
0: And he transferred from Tennessee. Yeah, from so Tennessee. So he was exactly. at Tennessee, not at Oklahoma. From Tennessee.
1: He's at Oklahoma now. He's got Ole Miss's coach. We we talked about Ole Miss. So I was sitting there and I'm like, (laughs) Snoop Connor gone. Ely gone. And I was like, wait a minute. This dude doesn't play for Ole Miss.
0: No, that's Zach Evans. We know that. (laughs) But Uh, the reason I kept bringing that up is because he is a versatile weapon. Back in Tennessee in 2020, he had 30 catches, 30 for a running back, 254 yards. Yeah. And Oklahoma, with a small amount of playing time, Had 23 catches like that is what the NFL is going to like about this kid. Mm -hmm. He is multi-purpose like he can at least if nothing else be a third down back.
1: Yeah, I mean when it comes to when it comes to the long haul for Oklahoma quarterback or quarterbacks running backs, give me Barnes, give me Sawchuck, both of them, give me me both of
0: them. And we're going to debate this later. We will
1: debate this later. But if you're looking for somebody who will produce this year, get drafted, if you're looking for someone to draft at the NFL level sooner, Eric Gray, yeah, I, I think he's a huge rebound. I think, he'll, I think he'll do good in the system. I think he'll have decent NFL draft capital. Um, so, yeah, I, I do like that.
0: Dude is being talked to by his running back coach, who happens to be DeMarco Murray, Trump. a big NFL star, who came back and is now coaching this dude and saying, this guy is legit. He has stepped up this year. He is a leader. Like, I don't give a care. He's a senior. He's probably going to get a close split, if not slightly more touches than Barnes. He's going to be the guy who gets most of the receptions, like Ely was. Barnes will probably be the guy who punches it into the end zone. I think we can agree on that part. Like, Eric Gray is easily the second best option, but is the first best option when it comes to rebounds. Yeah. Barnes is already sky high value so
1: agreed agreed yeah i barnes is definitely very very high value right now uh um, i mean Sa- Sa- Chuck, not as much and i i like Sawchuk. yeah I, I i think we I can't do i don't think we can discount it just because we haven't seen him yet but he was ranked higher on 24 7 than barnes but again that means absolutely nothing especially when you have adrian pearson hyping up barnes which is why i like barnes more than Sawchuk, and because he's turned some heads already
0: That's i wrong legendary name Alright, not Peterson. No,
1: I, i'm pretty sure peterson hyped up barnes as well
0: Ooh, I I, see i'm like tweet. hold on let me okay he may me. have but okay quickly this is why i'm out on Ch- Uh goodness gracious i can't even say his name uh gavin we'll just say gavin he is 5'11 180 he is 180 pounds at best he will be jerry on ely by the time he graduates no, thank you. Okay. I would much rather stick with the senior Eric Gray, two hundred nine pounds. Now, if I, like I said, if I'm taking a freshman, I'm all in on Barnes. I think Barnes is great, going to be great. Six foot, listed at two hundred three. I think he's bigger, is what I've been hearing. He's at least two ten, closer to two fifteen. Yeah, it's an easy source. Did you find that Adrian Peterson quote?
1: No, I could have swore. Dude, I. I know Murray's
0: been talking him up. So, was it? Was
1: it maybe Murray compared him to Adrian Peterson? I know that there was somewhere Barnes and Adrian Peterson were used in the same sentence, and I could have (laughs) swore it was Adrian Peterson was talking up Barnes.
0: I I could have swore on it. I hope that's the case. I hope he's in a timeshare this year and then he takes over like Peterson did. But we'll see on that part. All right, roll it, roll it around. Come on, we got to keep it going. Can't be stuck on this forever. Why don't we jump over to your LSU guy? I know you kind of got excited about this one a while back.
1: Okay, Muhammad Ibrahim. Ibrahim.
0: That is not LSU, but let's go with the Minnesota. I
1: did not hear you say LSU. <laughs> I did not hear you say LSU, dude. I am so sorry. <laughs> I,
0: Minnesota's I, Muhammad Ibrahim. Heard, I,
1: heard, I heard you say guy you once liked and I was like oh it's Muhammad I liked him uh, now I fair. know you said LSU okay all right I liked all him
0: right. I liked him last year
1: I did too until that Achilles injury oh,
0: that's um, brutal
1: that's a tough one to come back from dude that, that's point blank period that is a very tough injury to come back from obviously nowadays with how advanced medical treatment and physical therapy and everything has come it's going to be a hell of a lot easier I mean he's He's been consistent and efficient on the ground every single year. Mm-hmm. Um Gosh, this is mm, – man, the, the one problem I have with this is you have an Achilles injury, you have a fifth-year senior.
0: No, I just – It's worse. Oh, you're right, it is. He's a six-year guy.
1: Six-year guy, yeah. Yeah, 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 that is, makes it even – more worse than fifth year. Um, actually quite honestly, fifth and sixth year. I, like we said on last podcast, I'm out on running backs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out on running backs unless they are just absolutely, you know, blowing me away. Um, and with an Achilles injury, no, I'm, I'm out. I don't think the rebound is really going to be, I think it'll be a lot like cam Akers, to where he might look good, but he's not going to be as efficient because he's not going to be nearly as good as he once was prior to the injury. Mm -hmm. um, so I just I don't see how any NFL team is gonna really look at this you know look at this guy and say yeah we we really 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 want him after an Achilles injury you know being a six year senior, God knows how old he's actually gonna be he's gonna be like 34 when he gets in the NFL I guarantee it
0: uh, I September just... September 8th next year before he would take a official snap for an NFL team on a Sunday or Thursday he would be, he'll be, he'll be like, 25. 24?
1: 25. 25. That makes it, dude. That's, the clip thats is me, That's me right now, dude. The cliff, the cliff is 28, and he has no. I mean, his high 2020, he had eight receptions. That's it. Yeah, like he
0: he does not receive at all. But yeah, he I don't think 20, Minnesota yeah. throws the ball to running backs.
1: I don't think Minnesota really throws the ball at all. Quite honestly, I mean, geez, I mean, um, why, would you, why would
0: you when you had the team <laughs> that you did,
1: right? Uh, um, yeah, I'm just, I, I don't think he's gonna bounce back. I don't think he's worth rostering. Debbie Whites, if you have him, you have him, right? You're you're not gonna you're not gonna sell him. He's not worth anything after this injury right now. Um, I,
0: perhaps I you, he I think you try and flip to somebody when he comes back and he has that yeah. first big play. Right. The first game he's back, like before somebody pays attention because most of us are not so Debbie focused that we realized hey, this is a 25-year-old running over some 18-year-old kid who just got into college.
1: (laughs) Right. I mean, Yeah, I mean, as soon as you see any, like, spark of hope for him, sell him, trade him, flip him. You flip him. Yeah, you you got to flip him, whether it's for a current NFL talent or maybe a freshman who hasn't seen the field yet. You know, especially in C2C, you're going to have people who are really, really focused on the college side. They want someone who's going to produce. You know, Muhammad's going to be that guy. Flip him for a rookie who's just not going to see the field a whole lot after his first big game sure. you know wait, wait for him to have 20 attempts in a game maybe two touchdowns 100 something yards you're like all right cool let's flip him because someone's gonna want him but yeah i'm just Hack, I'm, package I'm out him
0: on flip him yeah. whatever you can I'm, do i'm out on him okay well i'm glad to bring awareness to not only you but also to our listeners
1: Did yeah i didn't know 20 oh my god
0: 25 senior, next year he's gonna be
1: 25
0: 25 next year before nfl all right. Yeah, I'm now that's worse than what I thought. We'll try we'll try this again. You're <laughs> LSU. LSU. LSU guy. Tell us about him. Why do you got him marked as a debut rebound? You you were super excited about this kid a couple couple weeks back.
1: You know, John Emery Jr. He he's polarizing, man. I he's look, he's only, you know, 2020, he had a decent season, only 75 attempts. He hasn't gotten it going.
0: Well, let's remember lives. 2020 was COVID.
1: Exactly, was COVID. Now, oh, God, I just – I don't even know if I – I don't even know if he's going to rebound. I truly I, I, I really just don't know what – John Emery Jr. is the most frustrating player for me. <laughs> he has me tripping over my feet because I just – Dude,
0: he – well, start me. off. He has the NFL size. He's 5'11", 2'15". I don't think anybody's taken this kid. Or if they have, they took him back in 2020. He didn't even play last year, but it wasn't because of anything on the field. It was just academics. The kid, A, chose not to study. B, is just not a good academic student. That happens. Not everybody's great in the classroom. I can think of some examples. Um, But, I mean, the limited touches he had back in 2020 as a sophomore, he looked good. He had 13, well, 14 catches. He's not a complete zero in the receiving game. LSU, not a bad school when it comes to putting out talent, right? We just saw a third-round pick out of Tyrion Davis Price.
1: Same for him, baby.
0: Can baby. Can we really say that Tyrion had a bunch of production in college? I mean, let's look back. 2019, he had 295 yards rushing, 10 catches, 74 yards. Next year, 2020, short year, you said that 446 yards rushing, almost the same as your boy, eight catches, 47 yards. He had 1,000 yard season, 1,003 last year, and then he gets third round draft capital. Like
1: it could happen. Yeah, yeah, it, it can, but I, I think the where I'm at is an entire year off due to academic ele- or ineligibility. You know, you've you barely gotten over 100 attempts on the ground in your collegiate career, and you're going to be, you know, you're technically a senior.
0: Technically. Yeah, he's a fourth-year guy.
1: Yeah, he's a fourth-year guy. I just – oh, God, dude. I – and like I said, the talent's there. This is why he's so frustrated in me because the talent is there with Emory Jr. He's got the NFL size. He's got that talent. But – Could you do teams-
0: nothing now and flip him later in the season?
1: Yeah, absolutely good.
0: I think that's um, a goal for people now at this point. If you even have him, when it comes to Debbie, I don't think even most people have him. But I mean, his probably not. Looking at the schedule for 2022, Austin Pay P. I don't even know how to say that one. You've got Charlotte the next week, Connecticut. I can't even tell you who week four is. Florida A and M, Idaho State. What the freak? Oh no! This threw way off. Hang on. That's on me. That's apologies, people. Goodness gracious! How did that mess up? LSU twenty twenty two schedule. Okay, try this again. Florida State, Southern, Mississippi State, New Mexico, Auburn, Tennessee. Like those first four games, he could he could be sitting already 500, 600 yards.
1: Yeah, I mean, easily.
0: And that's that's without even getting into the Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, Ole Miss, Bama, Arkansas. Like, you could take him early on right now for nothing, early on in that season. Oh, this is an LSU running back, you know, Leonard Fournette, various other guys who have gone off before Tyron David, Tyrion Davis-Price, like, and then try and flip him for more. So, I can see the case for it. Is there an NFL future? I don't know. Is there at least C2C production? Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah,
1: yeah he's nah. – I I just – he's one of those guys. He doesn't cost anything. So, yeah, if you have him, great. His situation is going to be extremely – even though it's a different situation to Muhammad Imbrahim, um, I think it's the kind of same situation as to what you should do and how you should proceed with him mm-hmm um but that yeah that's where i'm at you just flip them when you can and it has to be the right time
0: it it does now i will say the next guy i'm not flipping him he can die on my debbie roster i don't give a care marshawn lloyd yep. south carolina dude is. i don't care if he's 5'9 five, 5'9 five, yep. like that is thick i do not give a care like the dude was super talented he was a four star for 24 7 he was five star for rivals like the film for high school was impressive. He just had some bad luck. Like in 2020, yeah. he tore his left ACL. Yep. Dude was going off before that, and then but he tore it, missed last year. Is year one after ACL injuries? We preach this nonstop in NFL terms. Year one after ACL, normally it's not that great. Sure enough, it wasn't. He got passed up by a lot of people because of that. Still got 64 attempts, 228 yards. He had a couple catches for another 44 yards. But South Carolina mostly depended on, you know, like Kevin Harris, Saquandre White, and then it was kind of him. And, again, there was the McDowell kid. I forgot about him. But this year it's wide open. Those top two guys are gone. He's healthy. He looks healthy in the spring game. I don't know if you watched it, but he was making some moves. He didn't play a lot. They didn't want to overdo him, I'm sure. But I think he's back, and I think he's going to beat what Kevin Harris had. Kevin Harris' best season, I think he's about to crush it because this is an offense built around running well. So, I guess you can go ahead and say it now. I think Kevin Harris' 2020 season, I don't know if you remember that, 1,100 yards, I think Lloyd's going to at least match it, if not beat it.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, Shane Beamer has been talking this guy up. Um, he, he's mentioned how his time is now. Um, and so I, I think Shane Beamer is really putting all of his belief and trust into Lloyd, which given, you know, he, it's not a bad running back last year. I, I don't even think he was hundred percent last year when he played. No, quite that's the there's thing. 0% like year there's... one after
0: ACL. It normally yeah. is not.
1: Exactly. So I, I think, you know, after the spring, it's been looking like he's been doing good in the spring. Shane Beamer, like I said, has been talking him up. I'm on the same boat as you. This guy can die on my roster.
0: So, I mean, right now, if you, there's people out there who probably have said, uh, no, this dude didn't look good at all. Like, I will trade you something cheap for him, flip him. I don't care. I will give you my rookie third-round pick, my rookie fourth-round dart throw if you like those kind of guys. And I'll roll with Lloyd. I think there's a bigger upside there, even in a loaded 2023 class he decides to hold up for 2024, because he's making that money, I still think he has a chance, because there's only about three guys in 2024 that I'm super sold on right now. So. Yeah. It seems like a good bet.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you.
0: Now, I don't want to eat up a ton of time, because I know our listeners are surely thinking, hey, it's not just quarterbacks and running backs right now. The last one, briefly, you want to mention it?
1: Jalen Berger. Um, transferred from Wisconsin to Michigan State. Obviously, Kenneth Walker is no longer there. He's um, got a good size, six foot, two hundred and five pounds, uh, roughly.
0: Do I think he'll rebound? Yeah,
1: yeah, approximately. Do I think he'll rebound? Yeah, I think he'll rebound.
0: I, there's a he's decent a, chance.
1: There's a, yeah, there's a good chance that he's on a completely different scale than you know Muhammad Ibrahim and John Emery Jr. are. Uh, I don't I don't view him like I view Marshawn Lloyd to where he can die on my roster. Um, but given how successful and I'm not saying this dude is anywhere near as good as Kenneth Walker, but given how successful Kenneth Walker was uh, at Michigan state, you know, I could definitely see him putting up really good numbers. C2C. I think he's going to have be a valuable asset. I think he does have some value on Debbie rosters. I think he should have some value on Debbie rosters.
0: I'm actually going to flip it the other way. If the coaching staff comes out and say burgers are one, I'm flipping right away. I don't think there is another Kenneth Walker on this. Oh, roster. no, there's
1: no, there's not another Kenneth Walker.
0: I think it's going to be more of a committee approach, but second somebody hears Berger, RB1, Michigan State, succeeding after Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Value has rebounded a ton. <laughs> I'd rather just roll with that. And I mean, if I'm going to bet on a Michigan State player, I'm probably going to go with a receiver, but not the running backs. So, that's my personal thing with Berger. I think he was pretty good at Wisconsin. Wisconsin had a good running game. Michigan State has a pretty good running game. I don't think he's that talented. So, I'll flip on hype.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I, I, yeah, I, like I said, he, I, he's not dying on my roster. So, you could convince me one way or another with him. Um, but, yeah, I think, like you said, we shouldn't take up too much more time. Let's jump into the wide receivers.
0: I know this oh, yeah. first
1: name is somebody you really like. So, why don't you kick us off with him?
0: I'll admit, I originally didn't know him a couple years back, but uh, a dude mentioned him, said, Hey, this dude looks like the next Maryland great receiver, kind of like Diggs. And I was like, Ooh, okay, let me look into this guy. Dante Demas Jr., now going to be a redshirt senior this year. So, fifth year receiver, uh, six foot four, 215. So, he has that alpha type size. He was lights out last year. 2021, like, he was the offense for Maryland. He was going to come out. I'm sure he was going to come out because through five games, and let's remember the fifth game he got hurt. He had 28 catches, 507 yards. Like, the dude was averaging 100 yards per game, three touchdowns. Like, electric. Like, I just – I feel so bad that he had that injury.
1: That injury was brutal, too.
0: And, I mean, once he had that injury, Maryland was done.
1: Yeah, Maryland – Their whole
0: season dropped. So – the fact that like through five games, four and a half games, whatever, he still ended up being the second leading receiver for the season. <laughs> the season in yardage. And I mean, he's he's a good, he's ahead by 60, 70 yards right here on number three, which was a tight end. Like this year, he's it looks like he's healthy, should be coming back. Him, Rakeem Jarrett, Jacob Copeland, like. That's going to be a good trio. I think he's going to go back to what he was. And he's going to show, hey, I can still play. I think there's a chance he might beat Jarrett for draft capital. Not proven, but I think there's a chance for it.
1: Yeah, there, there, there's a chance. It all depends on how this season plays out. Um, you know, I, I think Rakeem Jarrett will beat him out with draft capital. I, I think that the extra time where Jarrett was the one, we'll build that relationship with Tungle Vailoa um, and I hope so will we'll be shown into next season. So I think, you know, Jarrett will be the favored one. Um, but yeah, fifth year guy, which with wide receivers isn't the worst thing in the world. Obviously it's not something that we want, but it's I mean, not like Alice Jones
0: one. We saw just get yeah. third round draft capital. So I mean, yeah, got third round draft
1: capital to a wide receiver needy team. Nonetheless, um, ultimately it will depend on landing spot when it comes to, it will too. Uh, yeah. When it comes to Mingo I'm not Mingo, sorry, I was looking at the next name. Damn it. I spoiled <laughs> it. I spoiled the last name of the next name um, when it comes to Demas. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I'm on the same page as you. I really like this guy. I think he was really talented last year. He was absolutely tearing it up before his brutal, brutal injury. Mm. Um, hopefully recovery is going well for him. Hopefully he's, I think he, I'm pretty sure he's on track for the beginning of the season. Um, I would be yes. shocked if he wasn't.
0: That's what I've been hearing. Because
1: it was what week uh, five when he got injured.
0: It was week five.
1: Yeah, it was week five when he got injured. So I'd be extremely shocked if he wasn't on track. Um, but I mean, it was a brutal injury. I mean, it wasn't just like your normal leg injury where you snap it no, or anything I mean, like that. Dang got it,
0: it was it was a major knee injury. But yeah, we'll see. I kind of see how it plays out if he shows off against Big Ten opponents for the whole season, or at least the second half of the season. Honestly, at this point. I think he's he's made a case for himself. He's going to rebound. So I think a lot of people, if you wanted to take advantage of it, like you should take advantage of it right now before the spring news started coming out, but there's still time. You can right. look at most people, especially those big numbers guys, and go, oh, fifth-year guy. And they're like, ah, get him out of my team. So we'll see. Now, you mentioned Mingo, Jonathan Mingo for Ole Miss. It's going to be the next one. I spoiled it. It's all good. It's all good. He's a big alpha kind of guy, six foot two, two twenty five. He'll be in his fourth year. Another dude who was starting to show off last year, and then got hurt. Yep. So I mean, it makes sense. He did have a broken foot during the season, so like, he was doing well up until that point. I mean, twenty two catches. It doesn't sound like a lot, but three hundred forty six yards, three games. Like, when he was on the field, he was making a difference.
1: Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't play the competition to, you know, really solidify just how good he was and how good he, you know, looked, uh, he, you know, Appalachian I believe that's that. No, it's Austin Pia, Austin Pia or pay or however we want to pronounce it. Seven receptions, 99 yards in the two lane. He had six receptions for 136 yards, everything else from that. And obviously you have the game where he was injured, um, was just mediocre, very, very mediocre. You got Jackson Dart there, uh, who is currently listed as QB two on Ole Miss's depth chart. um, For (laughs) what it's worth. I saw that. So yeah, so that's uh, that's fun. Um, I'm not a huge believer in Altmeyer. He's not.
0: He's not going to elevate your program. He'll be a game manager.
1: Yep, he will be a Stetson Bennett. Um, I am a believer in Jackson Dart, but it just all depends, really, when it comes to when it comes to Mingo. I think the talents there, I think being a senior coming off of an injury, coming off of really not a whole lot of production in his first three years um, makes it hard for him to have, you know, any foreseeable value. But him being the one with a – hopefully hopefully Dart is the starting quarterback um, who a lot of people, believe it or not, I've loved Dart going into this year or going into last year. I mean, they loved him. Both. think yeah, I mean, it, it was, he had a lot of hype behind him. So the hype comes true. Mingo's going to have his rebound. It just all, I think it really comes down to who is actually
0: throwing the ball. I can see that. Yeah. If there's any Ole Miss re- receiver I want to bet on, it's going to be Mingo.
1: Oh, 100%. That's it.
0: There. There's not really another one right there. So when it comes to debut purposes. It's just one to watch. If you're hearing good things right before the season, try and grab them before. If not, like, and you're just going to have to wait for that big game. We'll see how it works out, though. Now, another dude just so happens injured. Goes back to the what I was talking about earlier with Clemson with DJU. EJ Williams, junior this year, 6'3", 195. Like, I thought he was poised for a big, big game. Back in 2020, as a freshman, I mean, 306 yards, 24 catches. He got to come in and actually show a little bit. And then he just... It did not did not work out well at it all. was a whole lot of injuries. He was
1: plagued. He was plagued with injuries. He's one of those Clemson guys that was just plagued. Yeah. Um unfortunate. But and what sucks too is that he had surgery, I want to say in March. Uh to pre- that he late? Had pre- yeah, it was I believe it was March. I, I believe it was March because I know it was a preventative surgery, so that way he wouldn't have to have surgery uh later. But from what, you know, was being said about him before the injury, um, Dabo Sweeney was saying that he was tearing it up in the off-season workouts before he actually had to have that surgery. Um, so they said that there was a little issue. I believe it was just a knee scope. Uh, so it's not something that was like
0: super, oh, super. Yeah,
1: he did have the knee injury. So it was just a scope. It was preventative to stop any necessary surgeries later on in the season. So I really like EJ Williams. You know he's he's got really really good size. Clemson obviously needs that guy, whether it's him or somebody else on the outside to help elevate the offense, help alleviate some of the pressure off of Will Shipley, help you know elevate DJU if he is a starter, or help the freshman club, Nick, you know come and help form. the quarterback, just help the quarterback in any way possible. Um, I think you know if, if since it was just an e-scope, and it was preventative, so nothing was to ensue later on in the season or his career. I don't really see it as a worry. It sucks that he didn't get to participate in spring practices or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like him. I like E.J. Williams. I think he's a really good rebound candidate, and I think he's going to be that guy.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, if you watch his film, it is just several, several different times he is that jump ball, kind of go get the ball. make some unbelievable catches. So, it'll be an interesting one to see Clemson does have a history of putting out some decent receivers. If he can get healthy. I mean, there's a decent chance it's him instead of Joseph Nagata. So yeah. Last one, when it comes to receivers, Ronnie Bell, I'm going to be bringing his name up again later, Michigan. He'll be a fifth year guy, but he does have at least that kind of NFL size you want to see in your receivers. Mm-hmm. So It is nice to know the dude's at least getting one chance to come back because last year, all he had was one catch, it was a touchdown, it was one catch, and then he was done. So, like I said, he is NFL size six foot 192. Quick hit thoughts. God, where are you at with him?
1: Um, he's, I mean, he's not my favorite wide receiver on this team. Um, do I think, do I think he can, you know he'll be an absolute bust. I I think anyone's going to be an absolute bust if Cade McNamara is going to be passing them the ball. Um, If JJ McCarthy can win that starting job, like he should, I think every wide receiver on this team should be good, but uh, rebound candidate, you know, I I really like uh, Darius Clemens, freshman from Portland uh, coming in Andrew Anthony. I know I've talked about him before. I really like him as well. He was more of that kind of like he had a little bit of a shine last year, but not a whole lot after that. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm not in on Ronnie Bell, quite honestly. Like you said, he's he's gonna be a fifth year guy. He had that one big play last year and then was done. Uh COVID season obviously didn't produce a whole lot because not really anybody did. Uh Even sophomore before. season, sophomore season, he was close to a thousand yards. He had 758
0: yards. He was actually the leading receiver that year.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say leading receiver.
0: He beat um, out Nico Collins, who yeah. we know was an older guy. Goodness gracious. Older guy who got third-round draft capital. now looks like a breakout candidate for the Texans. Super cheap. But there's a chance. Michigan, we know, does not have a great history with receivers, but they get to the NFL. Something clicks. They get a little bit of draft capital, get a chance.
1: I know so. a few months ago, Harbaugh was talking about Bell. Uh, A few months ago, obviously, you know, I want to say it was three months ago. There's a lot of time between then and now. Uh, He was doing straight line running, but he was not making any cuts. Um, So that's not something that really should, you know, make you weary. But it is something that I don't like a whole lot just because cutting is the biggest portion of being a wide receiver. And if you're not able to do that in the spring, then, you know, you might not be able to do that come fall.
0: Well, you'd be be happy to know because I agree. Cutting is major for receivers. You've Got to get in and out of your breaks. But about a month ago, he actually got cleared to play, and he's open to returning punts again. There you go. If, if he's out there returning punts and all that, then yeah, that obviously means
1: that he's yeah he's healthy because no one's going to put them put their receiver out there returning punts if he's not healthy. Yeah, um, I, I think it'll be an Andrew Anthony. I think he'll be the one. Uh, I'm I'm really big on it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Really big oh, on. I like Anthony. I really like Anthony. Yeah, he he flashed a little bit. I'm not really too excited about this entire passing offense unless, like I said, (laughs) McCarthy is behind center. Um,
0: I just need you to keep that mindset later on. Just keep that mindset for me. Oh, God.
1: All right. I'll keep that mindset now you have me scared.
0: Oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. All right. Let's wrap it up. I think there's only one tight end I think that's worth talking about, especially in Debbie when it comes to rebounding. That's Mr. Eric Gilbert, Georgia's newest, thirdest, best, maybe tight end. I don't know. Maybe first. We don't know. But huge dude. Has NFL size. He's actually trying to lose a little bit of weight with what he was going through last year because he didn't play. I've uh, heard he's recently right now, I think, around two, what was it, 250, or was that his goal?
1: I thought 240 was his
0: goal. 240 was his goal. You're right. Yeah. He's right now listed at 248. So, yeah, so it was around 250 for a spring game. Dude was not did, was not in shape, was not around the team. Spring game, lights it up. Spring practices was lighting it up. Like, when this dude gets back into shape, oh, my gosh. Like, there's a reason why this dude was the five-star perfect prospect. I know we talked about this last episode when it comes to targeting tight ends. Like, he's one of those four guys that I'm looking at. So, 100%.
1: Yeah. He, Eric Gilbert is like I said, last episode, high risk, high reward type of guy. Um, definitely due for a rebound. I mean, he is, he is due for it. Like you said, he is the highest rated tight end of all time on 24 seven sports. It's, it's his time. It's his time to rebound it. It's now or never for him. And he went through a lot of mental stuff And we know that mental health is, you know, not just important for everybody, but especially athletes. Cause people will look at athletes and they will disregard their mental health because, oh, you know,
0: they, you're, a they get a, figure.
1: you're a public figure. You get to, you know, if you're a professional athlete, you're making millions of dollars a year. You have nothing to be sad about. You have nothing to be depressed about. You know, if you're a college right. athlete, your you're, a college, catch, you're
0: catch a yeah. dang ball. Like that's all you're paid right. to do, blah, blah, blah.
1: People are going to disregard mental health for these athletes. and it, it, it sucks because it should definitely not be that way. Uh, But he's he's coming back around. We already know that he is very, very skilled, very athletic and absolute freak on the field. Uh, I'm I'm holding him. I would not sell him. He's a guy who will die on my roster because it's make or break for him. He's either going to end up being Kyle Pitts or he's going to end up doing nothing. And I'm okay, you know, with both of those things,
0: I could still see him being like Brevin Jordan, still getting a chance into the NFL.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, well, Maybe not test quite it. that athletic.
0: I don't know if he'll yeah. test that well. He might. I mean, he is pretty I, gifted.
1: I, I was going to say, I think he tests that well. I think, I think it ultimately, if he doesn't show out this year um, or doesn't show out a whole lot this year, it will come down to his testing. And I think he'll test really well. And yeah, I can d- definitely see him getting the chance like Brevin Jordan.
0: But I mean, he's more talented than Trey McKitty and Trey McKitty got like third round draft right. capital. So oh yeah. being from Georgia, you're in a great system that actually features tight ends. Yep. He's a great athlete. He's going to showcase it this year. Like, he's probably going to get drafted pretty decently next year. So, Oh, yeah. When it comes to rebounds, I agree. If you can get him, I think his value goes up. If if I see him going off in the season, it might be worth looking at because winning tight ends are kind of hard to predict. But it just depends on the package, you know. All right. Chance, wrap it up for us. It's been a great episode, man. It
1: it has been a great episode. We talked about a lot. You can find me at ChanceFF. That's two N's in the name Chance on Twitter. You can find Andrew at underscore Debbie Scout. And you can find the Filmalytics Twitter at Filmalytics underscore. And you can also find us on Instagram and TikTok.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Doing lots of great things. We got some fun stuff coming out this first second week i guess of july technical second,
1: second week but
0: yeah so it's a lot of fun guys you got to come check it out i think that's going to be doing it for us so go over check out patreon.com backslash famalytics for what we can do to meet your fancy football needs and again join our growing discord community to talk with other football nerds keep listening to us over here at the debbie workshop podcast with chance myself as we break down these names and much much more you need to build your dynasty pipeline for years to come